afternoon. It is the 2nd of September in the year of our Lord 2021 and it's just gone 10 past two in the afternoon here in the UK. I'm back with our dearest Clive to Carl. How are you? Yes, very well. Thank you, Lou. How are you? I'm very well. Got over my stage fright from uh, General Flynn. So um, all good to go back to fight the battle. Uh, so we've got to talk about COVID. The kids are going back to school. Uh, they're going to try and push children. They're going to use the coercion that they do. Um, I printed and publicised quite a while ago the NHS coercion tactics that have been handed out to NHS staff to um, to tell them to to give them instruction on how to change and and coerce people into taking the vaccine the undecided where there's a section now on the teenagers so uh how they're going to go from 12 years of age how they can persuade them whilst at school to stand in line and get the jab so um before i want to get on to probiotics today i'd really want to talk about the importance of them because uh i've tried having a conversation with somebody about them and um they weren't listening so i just would like a few words from you first of all before we get on to um probiotics on your thoughts on um, what's going to happen at the schools and what your advice would be to parents who've got children going back to school. On my Telegram group, I uh, uh, uploaded um, details, written details of various letters that people have come up with uh, just to show the headmaster and basically the principle being, uh, look, uh, headmaster, headmistress, whatever you are, um, I will be holding you personally responsible for any damage that you do to my child. Uh, you know, I'm happy to accept uh, uh, what you're, you're, well, I may be happy to consider accepting what you're offering if uh, you are willing to write down here that you have studied in depth the long-term effects and uh, you can personally guarantee that what you're recommending for my child is 100% safe uh, you know, and you understand that I will be suing you personally for everything you've got if you damage my child. And this is the sort of idea with a doctor or any official who wants to dictate over your body or your family's uh, personal health, uh, they should be personally liable. I mean, obviously, as we know, the government have uh, absolved the vaccine companies from liability. They've absolved the medical profession, everybody from liability, and they're using an untested, untried uh, gene therapy, where all the animals died in the experiments, you know, what could possibly go wrong? So there are letters and we have to be holding people individually accountable. Exactly, exactly. So we, people can go to Clive's Telegram and it is a good, it's a great Telegram actually. It's very funny, but there have been um, serious issues that have come up there. So Clive, okay, so we're going to be talking it's coming to winter. I know flu and colds aren't allowed anymore, but we get a cold. We do end up needing some antibiotics or we're either taking other medication. People, the doctors don't come along and prescribe probiotics with those. So firstly, what's the damage? Antibiotics, what do antibiotics do to you and why are probiotics so very important? Well, uh, antibiotics uh, are designed to work against bacteria. They're not designed to work against viruses. So, you know, anybody who has, has what they 
are told it's a virus and is given probiotics, the doctors are just trying to push them out the door. You know, I took a probiotic, sorry, an antibiotic, um, the, the, the only one I'd ever taken when I was in my early 30s, and I ended up in hospital with antibiotic damage. I became type 1 diabetic, I became arthritic, and I realized that what the antibiotic did to me and to anybody who takes an antibiotic, you know, antibiotic means anti-life. So it kills the bacteria in, in the gut. And 80, 90%, nobody knows for sure, of uh, your immune system is the bacteria living in your gut. So what, hap what happened to me was I took this antibiotic, I only took one, and uh, it so damaged my gut flora, the, gut, the friendly bacteria in my gut, that I could no longer digest or assimilate the food that, that I was eating. I was eating very good food, so I was desperately ill, and I was lucky, lucky enough to know what to do and eat organic food and stuff like that. Uh, but I realized that the antibiotics had so damaged my gut that I wasn't going to get well if I wasn't getting the nutrition that I needed to repair myself. And I started taking probiotics, amongst many other things, uh, to put that right and repair my immune system. So how many people have taken an antibiotic? Uh, well, most people have. So most people will have a da damaged gut bacteria, and that means you can't digest food like you may be able to do. It may be that if the gut lining is damaged, that uh, all sorts of foods that previously you were fine with, maybe you know, wheat or dairy, are now like an, aller uh, an allergen to you. So uh, what needs to happen, anybody who has taken a doctor's drug that may have damaged the gut lining, is to... Uh, fix it and it can take various times to fix. I mean, I had a, a client a couple of years ago who uh, told me he'd had diarrhea for nine months. So I gave him uh, a probiotic. Uh, this one was the form of one that I made myself, which was water, water kefir. You can buy it on eBay very cheaply and make, make this probiotic yourself. And uh, I gave him some minerals and, and vitamins so that he had you know, the necessary cofactors to repair himself. And within three days, the diarrhea had stopped uh, permanently because he put enough friendly bacteria back in his gut to crowd out the bad guys who, like you might say, had hijacked. And what happens, you know, you've heard of candida, you know, candida, and you know, that's when uh, supposedly a, a fungal growth takes over where the friendly gut bacteria should be. Yeah. Uh, but so, I mean, the good news is you can fix quite serious problems, uh, sometimes very, very quickly with a powerful antibiotic. There's a fantastic uh, story out of the Volvo car factory where they gave a certain inducement, like a free drink, uh, to their staff in the factory for those who take a probiotic every day. And about half the factory took up the offer of the free drink if they take a probiotic any and it cut the illness rate in half. One probiotic tablet a day cut the illness rate in the whole factory by half. So what are the, what are, are the probiotics? What's, you know, people go and buy the probiotics. What are they actually taking, Clive? Other than, you know, I know you say about kefir, but what, what else? Well, there are lots of probiotics out there. I mean, uh, they're in the soil. They're on the surface of... Uh, some uh, fruits, you see a bloom on 
uh, bluebirds, for example, you know, as a white bloom, well, you know, th those are uh, friendly bacteria. Um, there are, there's bacteria in unpasteurized milk. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that if, if, if you're not getting it unpasteurized, and it's very hard to get, um, then all the bacteria has been killed. So there's bacteria in unpasteurized cheese, unpasteurized butter. Uh, there you can ferment uh, vegetables, for example, uh, fruits, and create bacteria uh, that way, friendly bacteria. Uh, or you can take capsules, and then there are various types of probiotics on the market. For instance, there are ones from cows. So uh, do you really want that, you know, of all the probiotics out there, which would, for instance, be better, one from the soil, which is absolutely natural, or one, one from the uh, guts of a cow. So while the, uh, the probiotics that come from dairy sources are, are absolutely fine, um, that there are different ways to get it. And, and the one that I've got on my website is uh, what they call a spore-based probiotic. And um, it is... Uh, just one strain, but of all the many, many strains out there, um, do, do you need all of them or just some of them? Because what you really want to do, if your gut bacteria has been damaged by a drug, you want to just regrow your own bacteria. And things like fulvic minerals uh, allow the bacteria to, something to eat. You know, fulvic minerals are great for people, but they're also really good for, for regrowing the bacteria and getting the balance back. But this particular probiotic um, is, uh, lots and lots of studies have been done on it uh, over the years. And um, I can tell you some of the uh, uh, permissible claims that um, can be made about it. Uh, shall I just run through a few of them? Please, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, probiotics cre create digestive health. You know they, they make you able to digest food properly and very balancing. Uh, you know it, it's going to help bowel movements if people have got a problem there. Uh, vitamin C and magnesium, of course, are probably more more important to do that. Um, it basically helps protect uh, against constipation and diarrhea, for example. Uh, you know it balances everything out in the gut department, but it also works with the heart. Uh, all sorts of cardiovascular benefits. Uh, you know, it bal helps balance cholesterol, helps blood flow. You know, all sorts of healthy heart things, um, and it's great for children. It, that, you know, where we pick up most of the bacteria when we're born is if we're born naturally. We pick up a lot as we pass pass through the birth canal, but if somebody's been born by cesarean. They won't have had that. Uh, what's advised for women who do give birth um, as, with cesarean is that they take their own vaginal uh, fluids and rub them uh, in, into the baby's mouth. Because oh. um, my daughter was cesarean. She was breech and I had to have an emergency cesarean. So I wish you were around back sort of like then, Clive, and told me the do's and don'ts, you know. It's... it's uh... All these, you know, you you look back and you know all this now, and it's like uh, you have like all these 
this kind of guilt weighs you down that you should have known this back then and well you know ju just delete the words guilt and should i know vocabulary just, just i know i know you can't help it though it just little things like that wave on your mind like i didn't know nobody told me that you know they told me i shouldn't um i shouldn't have uh, i wouldn't be able to breastfeed because i had to after i was opened up they they made me um i had a bad chest infection so back then i was on antibiotics and steroids so the babe she was you know they tried to let me sleep so yeah it's uh, now looking back i would have done everything so differently but we can't change it it is what it is well i just uh, have to carry uh, this around let me pick you up, up on that you can change it because let's say that your daughter's gut bacteria has been compromised from birth you can do things like as i say fulvic minerals uh, like probiotics to put put restore it you know, so it's not damaged for life necessarily. Yeah. Well, thank uh, you for that. I'll see. She she's like twenty now, and um, she's rebelling. I think she's had the truth movement shoved down her throat so much from such a young age. It's been twelve years on on do it on this path that she's um, kind of rebelling now. Bristol University, and she even called me white privilege. Bless her little heart. So okay. So probiotics. So. Basically, it's really more important now, now more than ever. Should we be taking the beforehand, the probiotics? Should we, is it something that we can put into our daily routine or should it only be when we're feeling a bit low and we're having other things given to us, you know, other like antibiotics and stuff? It, it depends on your diet. You know, let's say you're eating uh, unpasteurized fermented foods and drinks. You know, uh, personally, I choose when I can get it unpasteurized dairy, for, for example. So let, let's say you're making sauerkraut or water kefir or, you know, you're making something fermented at home, then you're probably just fine. If you're eating a, a, some live yogurt, not pasteurized, live yogurt, you know, you're getting some probiotics that way. Um, if you're foraging and not washing, washing what you forage too much, is a tiny bit of, uh, Earth may be still attached, you know, as probiotics when when you're out there foraging the stuff, digging it up. I don't suppose our ancestors foraged mushrooms and necessarily washed them, I think, or nuts or no. berries or whatever. Um, but if you're not doing any of those things, then taking a probiotic could could make a huge difference. I mean, to uh, you know, I've just scratched the surface of t t telling you what uh, what can be done. I mean, that. Things I've, I've discussed here, any bowel, gastrointestinal problems that children have got, anything like that, you want to support their immune system, make sure they're digesting food properly. Um, uh, this probiotic does that, but that's at a low dose. If you go to a high dose, which is what our ones are, it does other things. You know, everything is dose specific. You can take a little bit and it does a little bit. But when, when you take five times as much, which is the dose that we've got, now uh, it starts working on the urinary tract. Um, it helps uh, fat metabolism, uh, i.e., you know, a balanced body, you might say. Um, you know, they say that you know, the, the legal pain from Pomeka uh, helps optimize body composition with strength training, supports improved results and performance, um sorry also the strength training uh ex supports exercise recovery um and 
uh, this, you know, some of the probiotics are very sensitive. I mean, some people buy probiotics that come in the fridge. Now, this is crazy in a way, because if it needs to be refrigerated, it's that poorly uh, balanced, you might say, um, your body's quite hot inside. Yeah. So uh, with this one, it doesn't matter. Uh, temperature doesn't matter. You know, there are some where you get a dose of one million pro, uh, bacteria, others you get a dose of 100 million bacteria. So which is better? Totally depends on which bacteria you're talking about. Uh, our dose, which is, is, as I say, five times what is often found, uh, is only five billion. So you're in the shop, you see, what, five billion versus 50? 50 must be better, but that's totally, you know, the number is irrelevant. It's only relevant to the type of probiotic you're talking about, just so people realize. And the best time to take them, by the way, is first thing in the morning. When you get up and you've got an empty stomach, that's the time to take a probiotic, ideally, because then it just goes right through the digestive system, straight into the gut, and starts uh, doing the repair job, you know, replacing the bad with the good, basically filling the gaps, if that's the way it is. So super, super useful, and it's one of those things where people really notice, often really notice it. As I say, it's one of, one of the big things on the magnesium with vitamin C and vitamin D that got me out of, out of hospital or something. So, um, because it's, it's also a bit like, it's, would you, so what does, probiotics, is that what people go to look for on the shelf? Or is there like a vitamin kind of name for it? Like well, vitamin C, vitamin D, magnesium? I mean, what's, I don't know what the code uh, is for uh, magnesium. Many, yeah, there, there are many different types of um, uh, probiotic out there. And many of them are fantastic. You know, it's not that um, uh, what one's, uh, you know, there, there is lots of choice out there uh, and lots of different ways to go. But th this particular one has been studied to a, a very large degree. And, um, you know, if, if one had the time uh, and one enjoy, enjoyed it, fermenting your own foods would, would be the, the healthiest way of all. But, um, you know, as I say, that this particular uh, bacteria just works ludicrously well. Okay, super. So, what else have we got, Clive? Um, there's a vitamin, a vitamin K two. Is that connected? Is that like a probiotic as well? No, vitamin K two is very, very interesting. Back in the 1920s and 30s, there was a dentist called Dr. Weston Price, and he went around the world. Um, uh, looking at newly discovered peoples, you know, tribes who've just been discovered by the West. And being a dentist, he and a team of people, I think he had about 30 people with him on some of his trips around the world, they photographed uh, the mouths of the people they visited and the faces. And he realized that when, wherever in the world he found these people, if they were still eating the original diet, that um, they didn't have cavities. You obviously weren't brushing their teeth, they weren't using toothpaste. Some would use sticks and things like that to uh, keep their teeth clean. But he discovered people, some of them had green teeth, some of them had brown teeth. But he didn't find cavities. And so he realized that as soon as they went on a Western diet, their teeth started to fall apart. And then the, the mouth size, the face size of their offspring shrunk, shrank. So you see people who've been eating the, the traditional diet, they have big, wide, smiley mouths with 
big white teeth and a large mouth, then the more they eat the Western diet, the more the mouth contracts, and now people need their wisdom teeth taken out because there isn't room. And you know, poor diet means literally, literally our mouths are shrinking through eating the wrong foods. So Dr. Western Price knew that the secret of healthy teeth lay in eating natural foods, but he couldn't figure out which was doing it. So he named the magic material um, vitamin A, uh, sorry, uh, factor X. And uh, it was many years later, they worked out what it was, it was vitamin K2. So what is vitamin K2 and how do you get it from food? You get it from eating uh, animal products that where the animals have grazed naturally, you know, not on grass, which is a starvation diet for a cow, for instance, but on rich pastures, meadows full of, you know, leaves of trees and herbs and mushrooms and wildflowers and the stuff as well as just grass. So um, when, they, when they worked out that, that it was that, that was the difference. When people switch to poor quality meat, where the meat hadn't been grazed properly on rich, lush pasture, but been fed soil or some food that's cheap, but cows don't naturally eat, then people's teeth began to fall, fell, fall apart. Um, clearly there's a link between fermenting foods and probiotics and K2 because um, if you don't eat meat, uh, then the other way to get K2 is uh, with fermentation. Fermenting vegetables or you know, lots of products, um, cheese, there's a lot of K2 in Gouda cheese, for instance, um, Edam. There are various cheeses that breed that have a lot of K2. Um, but the vegans have a problem because unless the vegans are savvy and are either supplementing with K2 or fermenting uh, materials, then uh, they're going to be low. And it's not just teeth, but it's bones. Now, all, anything that begins with osteo has uh, probably a link, well, will have it, so a link with low magnesium, low vitamin K2. Um, I mean, over the years, they found it doesn't just improve bone health. You know, anybody's got fragile bones, you know, breaking bones, you know, fracture, fractures, for example, then K2 and vitamin, sorry, uh, vitamin K2 and magnesium are probably the things. They're so I think I need some K2 because um, my back's gone again. I'm sitting here, but it's probably because I've, I've I've been sitting in this chair. I've actually got a pillow shoved up behind me. But again, that's osteo. I've had unbelievable amount. I've had that many teeth out. Um, apparently, it's some hereditary. No, thing. when they say it's hereditary, do not believe it. The hereditary part is that you ate what your mum ate, and the chances are your mum ate what your granny ate, and it's hereditary because of malnutrition, essentially. Yeah, well, that's where we are at the moment. So I think I need to add some K2 to my um, diet pretty deep, pretty damn quick, really. It, it's particularly when it comes towards winter, when the animals aren't getting the rich grass, the new, the new growth, if you like, mm -hmm. and then they put them indoors for winter and feed them, you know, dried, dried silage or whatever it is. So um, it, it's more important, just like vitamin D, yeah. Vitamin D and K2 in, in winter, it, assuming you're eating, you know, as I suggest, in a way that we used to. But there are other things that K2 does, um, reduces um, uh, the risk of heart disease, uh, reduces uh, vascular damage. You know, 
people who've got thick, thickening, stiffening, calcified arteries, that kind of thing, uh, along magnesium again. Vitamin K2 helps with all that. Um, uh, when I last went to the dentist, uh, she said um, vitamin K2 is her number one recommendation, and, and rightly so. And it reduces uh, the risk of diabetes as well, type 2. Um, and it's had benefits, I spell this word with a K, in cancer treatment. And even the, the uh, you know, there's an oncology journal called the European Journal of Surgical Oncology. And even their research has found that K2 significantly improved the, uh, at least the one year survival uh, in people with a certain type of carcinoma. So, um, you know, th there are some caveats however, with K2, yeah. and uh, people who um, are, have been put on warfarin, Coumadin, oh, yeah. or uh, Frenprocumin, uh, the anticoagulant drugs. Now, if you look at the warning label that comes with those drugs, it lists a whole bunch of foods that you mustn't eat, and that's because they're natural drug thinners. So I've had people who've stopped taking the anticoagulant drugs and just uh, eating a lot of the foods that they were told previously not to eat and everything was fine. I'm not giving, telling anybody to give up drugs because that would be illegal, but um, it's just that the side effects of K2 is if you're on warfarin or something like a blood thinner, then if you have K2 on top, your blood may then go too thin. Yeah, right? exactly. Because it is a blood thinner. Now, the next one is if you're on antibiotics, uh, as I mentioned before, antibiotics almost killed me. Yeah. Um, you want to be very careful and research that uh, the antibiotics you're on um, aren't uh, contraindicated with K2. Uh, then people who are on bile acid uh, medications, which is insane, by the way. There are natural ways to do that with uh, ox bile, for instance. Or there's a weight loss drug called Orlistat. Um, what does that do, all the stuff? Because I know people who've had that. Uh, well, there are three of those drugs, and uh, there's one called Ali and one called Zenical, which, which I think uh, they're all the same. They're all under all the stuff. Yeah, well, it could, yes, it could, 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 yes. No, I think you're right. Actually, I know very little about it. I don't know that much about uh, drugs particularly. But you know, you you want to lose weight. Well, coconut oil is quite quite a powerful thing to to lose weight on. You know, all sorts of natural ways to do everything that drugs are prescribed for. You know, drugs are like giving up. You know, it's like the doctor saying, yes. I have no idea how to fix you naturally, uh, so I'm yes. just going to drug you instead. I mean, it's just stupid to my way. It is. It, it's, it's absolutely insane. It, it's insane. It's insane. Totally insane. Okay, so we've, we need to, one, start taking... So, you know, with the K2, we should start doing it towards the winter time, sort of like coming up probably within the next four to six weeks, maybe start introducing... I'm going to start... I haven't taken any vitamin D because the ones that I have are something like... They're 10,000 10, 10, international units. I think I got them from yourself, actually. Um, I think they're 10,000, so they're the, really they're the super strength. They, they're, they're super strength. Um, when I do decide to start taking them, Clive, how, like introducing them, obviously I'm not going to start taking them every day, sort of like at the end of September, because hopefully there'll still be a bit of sunlight out there. Um, what would be the idea, how would you start introducing vitamin D and also K2 
uh, into your into your routine. Obviously, we know we've got to take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. But how do we introduce it? Should should we start doing it daily? Well, I mean, personally, I don't think I've exposed my body enough to the sun in the last fortnight. There's hardly been any. Um, so if you're in that position, you haven't had sun for a fortnight uh, to your skin, then probably having some vitamin D now would be a good thing. And there are different schools of thought as to how much you need. And taking 10,000 a day uh, for a few days or a month uh, may well be fine, but you can do tests, you know, for about 20 quid. Online, you can buy a vitamin D test, involves a finger prick and you get, you get an instant result. The doctors will do a vitamin D test if they like you. Um, so, uh, but for many people, uh, probably 10,000 a day uh, for a while is worth trying for a month and then maybe test yourself and see whether your numbers are now what they should be or a bit too high or a bit too low. And you can, you can adjust. I mean, vitamin D lasts for a few days in the body. Sunshine lasts for a few days in the body. So um, you, know, you don't have to, uh, just because the, the, the ones on my site covers 10,000, know, you can take one every two days if you want to do half that amount. Or, you know, it's, it's a pretty flexible material, but um, you know, I think uh, it reminds me that I might, I might start doing a bit of vitamin D if the sun doesn't come out. You know, anybody who gets colds should consider they're probably low on vitamin D. You know, when I started taking vitamin D some 15 years ago, I've never had a cold since, not sniffle, nothing. Oh, that's amazing, amazing. Uh, so what have you got coming up, Clive? Have you got, um, are you, you're you doing, you haven't done a Pete Santilli, but you've got a few shows coming up next week. I think you're on with um, Thomas Sheridan, our dear Thomas Sheridan next yes, week. I, I did an interview with Thomas where I interviewed him uh, some years back uh, on uh, Psychopaths. And there's a brilliant video that's still on YouTube but in my name is Psychopaths, where Thomas is explaining how to spot a psychopath. And for anybody who's been taken in by a psychopath in the past and doesn't know how to spot them, how to see them coming, I'd really recommend uh, watching his videos on the subject. It's super interesting, I think. Fantastic. He is. He really knows his stuff. He's great. So that would be good. That's brilliant. So we'll be back again next week. It will be on the Tuesday. Um, so um, we'll be back next Tuesday, as always. And uh, yeah, any questions for everyone out there, please let me know uh, in advance so I can have them here ready to throw at Clive next Tuesday. Thank you, Clive, as always. And it's clivedecarl.com. Clive's also uh, writing for The Light newspaper. And he's doing shows all over the place. So a busy man. And you've got the Secret Health Club as well. Do you just want to give a plug to the Secret Health Club and, uh, health club and how important that is, Clive? Well, sure. Um, you know, my website is clivetocar.com and there's uh, a link there to the Secret Health Club. There's also a link to the newsletter there. And uh, the idea of the Secret Health Club is you can just say more without getting censored if you're a club member. So it enables me to you know, speak freely and talk about subjects that you know, YouTube would censor me about. Um, and there's loads of information. You can look up, you know, anything from babies to teeth to eyes or whatever. And there is some sort of 
as edited information. You can go, you can go onto Google and find a million things about eyes, but the point is uh, what we've tried to do over the years is to pick out the key bits of information so you don't have to waste time. And that's what the club is. It's also an ability to meet other people in the sense of there's a forum and I do an Ask Live anything. Yeah, I was just about to say that and people can book a consultation with you and you do your Ask Live anything. And how often is that, Clive? Uh, once a month, we do a two or three hour Zoom call where uh, members can uh, just call in and ask me any question they like and um, uh, it's quite fun and uh, you know I learn a lot because people tell me stuff that uh, you know how, how they're cured or reversed xyz and um, so yeah I, I'm very pleased with the Secret Health Club it's um, you know, people write to me all the time and say how, how useful it is and we're, our next step is to put the whole website on a USB stick so that you know let's say the internet went down for some reason you you've got a, a little health library so to speak of oh that's fantastic information that you can just run um so yeah that's what we're, we're finalizing just you know getting that to work very nicely fantastic well that's it for this week thank you so much clive and any information to say go and have a look over there at clivedecarl.com uh, there's links to clive's site directly on lucecollins.uk and the new libertytactics.co.uk website uh, you can get to clive straight from there as well so okay well I'll, we'll be back next tuesday hey eh, clive say goodbye bye everybody thank you thank you Listen to the sound that you hear Like an echo in your head There's a strange vibration rising now From the heart of America, America Listen to the sound of a drum Calling players to the game of the new
Mistakes and where you came from. 